The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. For the final time in 2018, we welcome you to an edition, another edition, the final edition of 2018 of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. I'm Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont High School head football coach Ian Kuman. And uh, this is a, a bonus feature. This is the first time we've actually been able to get together after the season yeah. to, uh, to do a show. So, a you, season wrap up. Exactly. So, and and well deserved. I mean, uh, you guys uh, accomplished a, a lot of your goals this season. So, I, I think uh, definitely worthy of a congratulations, and Thank you. Uh, perhaps also worthy of Thunder. one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Louisa Soder actually got me a big Thundercats Oh yeah. I'm sorry. What? Lisa Soder, uh, Jake's mom, actually got me a big uh, a big Thundercats. Uh, decal um as part of the coach's gift they got us these awesome yeti coolers um and inside the yeti was a inside the yeti was a big thundercats decal inside my yeti oh okay all right so people are listening they know of my love for the thundercats well they do but you know when we brought it up uh, on the the thanksgiving preview show it's uh, it kind of fell on the deaf ears there with the, uh, oh, the five yeah. senior you know, captains. those guys those guys didn't pick it up man um which is unfortunate, you know. I mean, they, they get a little bit more of one of my other loves, which is Ric Flair. Uh, <laughs> big, big Ric Flair nature boy guy. So they, if, if we had talked about that, they would have known that one. I think I you did mention that. that on the uh, the Thanksgiving uh, Day, yep. uh, the, the, the preview. By the way, that uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, doing that as much yeah. as uh, uh, myself and our entire uh, BMC crew who helped out uh, pitched in uh, for the whole the video presentation of I that. I thought it was uh, really cool. You know, given the nice little backdrop of Harris Field yeah, and everything, the little green screen. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really cool. And the I thought the captains did a great job, man. They're oh, a, they a were, bunch yeah, well spoken guys. You know, and so it's hard for high school guys to get out there and and talk. Yeah, um, and now and, and admittedly, every year we do this, I, I'm always kind of a little anxious before because you know I, I only get to meet these players like right before we go on the yeah. air, so I don't know how talkative they're going to yeah. be exactly. So uh, at least I, I thought the odds were in my favor. Okay, we had five this year, <laughs> so at least one of them's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I think know, we have five again and, next uh, year. They all, they all, the ma- the magic, oh really? It's the magic number. Yeah, we, okay. we announce our captains at the banquet. Um, okay. Well, you, then you want to break that news first, then? Uh, yeah, I hope I don't. I hope I don't miss anybody. Okay. Um, our captains for next year are Avery Arno. Okay. Well, that certainly uh, makes uh, sense. A senior does. varsity quarterback next year. Senior returning quarterback. Right. Um, yeah. Zach Hubbard is a captain next year. Okay. Number eighty-three. Ryan Santoro. I have my roster in front of me. That's yep. why I'm Number cheating. Number forty here. is a captain <laughs> next year. Okay. Um, full, uh, did a lot of fullback duty and uh, he did. linebacker. Inside linebacker. And, uh, uh, Justin Rocha. Okay. Number twenty and Ryan Hoffman. Uh, right. Number fifty-five. Who really kind of came on uh, as the season uh, progressed on the offensive line? He did. Hoff was and, our uh, actually our unsung unsung hero award. Uh, oh, gi- okay. We give three, four team awards, four team awards: um, an offensive MVP, a defensive MVP, um, an offensive lineman of the year, uh, an unsung hero award, and then the uh, Paul F. White Man of Honor award. Um, so Hoff, Hoff took home the Unsung Hero Award for his work on both sides of the ball. Actually. Okay. Oh, well, that, that's great news. Um, yeah, and, and we're going to get into uh, the game, the season, and all of that. Uh, but we'll, we'll bring this back around to Belmont football again. But uh, uh, since Thanksgiving, uh, there's been a lot going on in, in, uh, related to high school football, related to Belmont athletics. Um, thought we'd uh, start, with, uh, sadly, with a couple of uh, passings. Uh, yeah. uh, the first uh, being uh, Ernie Dagnelli uh, from uh, Belmont, man. as we stay on uh, Belmont, uh, very well known around uh, the community here. Uh, you certainly uh, knew him as well. I know you, you posted a tweet uh, after his uh, sudden passing uh, last week. Yeah. And uh, so talk a little bit about uh, about Ernie. I mean, Belmont's a <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I got a little, little tickle in the back of the throat. Uh, Belmont's a, a 
I, I'm trying to find a good adjective for it. It's a it's a special town in the amount of people that it has. And I think probably a lot of towns are like this, but it's a special town in the amount of people that it has who are um, both so proud of their their community, but also give so much back to it. And and Big Earn was one of the the first guys, town guys that I met after getting the job here five years ago. Um, I walked in to start lifts or something along those lines, and he was walking the track. Um, in the winter field house, the indoor track, because it was, it was winter or late spring. And, um, yeah, you know, and he came over and, and you know, chatted me up a little bit about Belmont football, and he was always just so hugely involved with Belmont recreation and uh, making sure that kids in this town had a, you know, a field to play on, a space to play, a camp to go to. Um, greeted me with a smile every time I saw him. You know, if you if you ever got a you were blessed with the chance to meet Ernie, you 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 will remember his smile. It was massive and infectious. And um, you know, the Belmont community really I think is is hurting um at the unexpected loss of somebody who is just such a big piece of 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 their town life and um of the the happiness and success of so many young people in this town and and uh, as was evidenced at his at his wake. Um, where if, if you were there, it was um, striking to see how many people were, were there to pay their respects. Uh, yep, Belmont High graduate, uh, class of 1972, uh, actually uh, played some football to, here at Belmont. Did you ever uh, talk uh, football with him? Or? Yeah, we talked a little bit about Belmont football back in the day. You know, I think all of us who are football guys love to, love to talk about what football was like back in the day. And, um, but, you know, mostly he just talked about the future. Uh, with me and and kind of how excited he was for the direction that Belmont football was going. I think that says a lot about who he was as a person. Um, again, I didn't know him as well as a lot of people in this town, but it says something that he was somebody who looked more towards what was in front of him than what might have been behind him. And that's hard to do, you know, um, especially the older we all get, uh, have a tendency to be nostalgic of a, a different time or a time previous. And, and Ernie was kind of always, you know, what are we looking like for next year, Coach? Who you got? You know, that kind of a guy. And um, I'm going to miss seeing him every day uh, coming into the field house in the evenings at, uh, over the course of this winter and, and spring for sure. Yeah, well, well, based on his forward thinking, something that maybe a lot of people didn't know, uh, he also played uh, college football at uh, UMass Amherst. And sure I believe his coach uh, back in uh, the 70s was uh, Dick McPherson, oh, uh, no former uh, Patriots yeah. coach. Of course, he was a longtime coach at Syracuse too. But, oh, man, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I think before, uh, pre-Syracuse he was uh, coaching. And I, I guess that's uh, with, with McPherson, coach of the Patriots, he kind of came full circle back to the state to, yep. uh, to coach here too. Uh, I know people don't remember his years very fondly because that no. uh, was uh, although uh, actually I believe he was the last coach before Bill Parcells yeah, I think he I was think so yeah before uh, before everything changed right that was, yeah that as, was as the beginning that was the beginning of the change was was Bill coming on board I think he was the last coach before Parcells yeah 90 you think 92 and 93 uh, or 91 and 92 I should say but uh but uh, yeah so I mean Ernie will uh, will definitely uh, be missed of course he was involved uh, with a lot of the uh, Belmont youth sports programs uh uh, intricate part of that, uh, and uh, so uh, yeah, that's like you said, uh, he will definitely be missed in the Belmont community. Uh, another uh, gentleman who's going to be missed in the football community, who I know you've uh, had the uh, uh, the pleasure and honor of coaching against uh, in in previous years, uh, Rocky Nelson, yeah. a longtime coach at Woburn High School, won 208 games, uh, three uh, state Super Bowls. Uh, the last one was as a head coach in 2005. Uh, you got to coach against him three. Four times, three right. times, three times, right? Three okay, times. yes, three times, and uh, he Beat got me the all better. Three times. Yeah, he did. Uh, but uh, your your thoughts uh, on uh, on his passing? Uh, he passed away uh, after a short battle with lung cancer, and uh, but just talk about uh, your times uh, coaching against him, uh, talk interacting with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, Rock, past. man, Rock was you know, Rock is he's a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he was he was a, a legend, still is a legend. Um, if you ever had the the pleasure of interacting with Rocky Man, he was a he was a special dude. Uh, Cincinnati guy played at the University of Cincinnati in the '60s. He was very fond of saying that it was the Harvard of the Midwest. Um, he re- remind me of that <clears throat> in the interactions that we had. I mean, as a young coach um, in my first job, you know, I remember like kind of walking into that first Middlesex league meeting. Um, 
you know, when you're you're in there with guys like, you know, Timmy Morris and Bob Almeida and Rocky Nelson and Rock's kind of in that crew of just guys who've been doing this for a really long time and had a ton of success. And I think I was probably a little intimidated um, by those guys and Rock uh, early in my early in my coaching career. Um, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who loved the game of football more than Coach Nelson did, um, and you could see that in how he coached and and how he approached the game. He was a really fierce competitor. Uh, was definitely the kind of guy that like he was out to get you for the 44 minutes that you were you were competing but as soon as the game was over he fell kind of right back into the fraternity of of coaches and was definitely a guy who enjoyed passing wisdom on to to younger coaches um, like myself which he he did in our handshakes uh, on a regular basis every year we played always had kind of something wise to to say about going forward and um and his son-in-law, Dwayne Sigsbury, is the head coach at, at Bill Ricca, and I know Coach Sigs pretty well, too. So um, that was kind of another wake. The, the wakes were on the same day. Um, it was a long afternoon and um, slash evening. And that was, that was another wake where you really get to tangibly see the effect that Rock had on the town in which he coached. You know, um, generations and generations of football players and just people from around the town um, coming to show their support for Coach Nelson and, and for his family. Um, and it's really powerful, you know, as a as a younger coach, you know, I don't I wouldn't say young anymore, but as a youngish coach, you know, to to see that, you know, um, because I think those of us who are in this business for the right reason that we aspire to that, you know, I mean, we we that's who we want to be one day, you know, um, is somebody who's kind of that revered and that venerated and that appreciated and that um, respected, not for wins or losses, which, I mean, Rock had a bunch of wins, um, but more for their tireless dedication to the kids that they coached. And you saw that at his service, and um, I was really, really honored to get three years coaching against him and learning from him. And, um, you know, the Middlesex League is going to miss him. Woburn's going to miss him. Bill Rick is going to miss him. And, and the football coaching fraternity in Massachusetts is going to miss him. He's He was a great. Well, staying with the Middlesex League, and you would brought up Bob Almeida's name, so uh, also as an attempt here to kind of uh, uplift, get the conversation a little more of an uh, uplifting yeah. note, uh, let's talk, uh, again, staying in the Middlesex League, uh, the Stoneham Spartans winning uh, the Division Six Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, D6. Congratulations, yeah. their first one, uh, yeah. and uh, congratulations. You know, again, uh, all the Middlesex Leaguers, you got to kind of, you know, you stick up for one another, oh, and you, you cheer for one another, and of course, obviously, you're, you're you know, coming from Stoneham High School, so... Uh, you know, talk a little bit about that. Did you uh, did you happen to catch uh, any? I of did. The, I, the I watched. Uh, I watched the entirety of the game. I wasn't able to get to Gillette that that day. I was working, but I watched it every snap of it on TV. And I think I scared some people down in the North End with some vociferous <laughs> reactions at times. Um, I'm just so happy for Bob and so happy uh, for his his OC coach Tarby, who I know as well. Um, uh, Coach Pignone, the athletic director there. Um, I'm so happy for those guys, man. Uh, Bob especially. You know, Bob's been close a couple of times as a coach at Wilmington. Um, and then at Stoneham, last two years, they were one game away from the Super Bowl game. And um, to to get to see that kind of gratification of a, of a career, something that I know he's been chasing for a while and he really wanted, um, was really cool to get to see. Uh, what a game, man! I mean, that, that was that was a that was a barn burner, man. And there, there was one moment there in the fourth quarter where they they were driving to try to take back the lead. I think they were down like two, and uh, and Agaropoulos, who's a stud, you know, fumbled on a toss, uh, just kind of dropped it. And uh, Old Rochester recovered, and then two plays later, their running back, who was a hoss, Diaz, put it right back down on the deck. Um, in a somewhat controversial fumble, and Stoneham got it back, and Agaropoulos went around the end um, for the game winner, you know, and and so <laughs> I've been I've been with Bob so much, you know, over the years, and and coached with him that on that on that Stoneham fumble, I can kind of just hear his voice in his head go, oh no, you know, and uh, for them to be so resilient, you know, and just keep playing ball. Deshaun Chase, their quarterback, and he's a great defensive player too. I mean, that that's a tough football team. You know they're a they're a tough, hard nosed, 
um, football team who likes contact and likes to hit, and they deserved that win. I thought they were the, the better team on the field that day. So I'm wicked happy for Bobby and, and for his whole staff and for all those kids over at Stoneham, and most of them were in the Pop Warner program when I was over there. So it's kind of funny to see some of the guys I remember who were, you know, seventh graders or sixth graders when I was over there, even less than that, probably fifth graders, you know, um, on the field and, and Super Bowl champions. So congratulations to them. Yeah, I also uh, suppose taking the uh, uh, winning the state Super Bowl takes the sting out of uh, the fact they did not finish with an undefeated season, having lost on yeah. Thanksgiving Day to Close I think it was Wo- Woburn, right? Redding. Was it Redding? Oh, Redding. Yeah, right? Okay. Redding. Right. Okay. I mean, they'd gotten so. the best of Redding for the for the last couple of years, um, which for a long time that was a really one sided rivalry. Um, it's shifted a little bit in the last five years, so. You know, that's always a rough position to be in. I know Bobby played his ones and all of that, but, you know, that's a rough position to be in because you know you have the Super Bowl the following week. Um, right, there's always the question of how long do you go with your, yep. your regular and guys because I mean, Bobby's you a guy who's going to, you know, he's a game-by-game guy, so he's going to go out there and he's going to try to win the game that's in front of him, and he'll worry about next week, next week. I mean, I learned, you know, part of that mentality in myself from him. You know, you win the one that's in front of you and you worry about the next one down the road when it, oh, when yeah. it shows up. <laughs> right. But um, just also in terms of like motivation for kids, you know, who are you, these these kids are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. I mean, they know they have a Super Bowl coming up in a week, man. Um, and so, you know, that game probably meant a little, a little bit more to, to the Rockets than it did to the Spartans at that moment in time. I know Coach Fury was uh, excited to get that dub. And, and that's a great rivalry, man. I mean, that's on the. You know, the Belmont-Watertown rivalry level, that rivalry's been going for over 100 years, too. Um, and there have been some great battles there. So, you know, I, I know they would have loved the undefeated season, but I would agree with you. I think winning the Super Bowl probably takes a, takes a little bit of the sting out of that Turkey Day loss. Well, and that also sounds like the uh, the perfect segue, of course. Now we'll get to, uh, to the Belmont-Watertown game. And, uh, again, the streak is over for Watertown. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're getting those Thundercats again. I'll tell you, on a day where you, you needed to run fast because it was so cold. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, man. Oh, my. But uh, this was just uh, an incredible game. And, of course, just to kind of bring it all together, I mean, we talked about this on the on the uh, the preview uh, with the five captains, you know, talking about accomplishing goals for the year. Uh, you didn't wind up with a winning record, but the five wins for this year, the most you've had in a, in a single season yeah. coaching at Belmont. So congratulations to that. It, again, may not be a winning record, but it's a it's a high watermark, so definitely deserving of, uh, of kudos. Thank then, you. Uh, making the playoffs you know you talked about that goal and accomplishing that uh, during our thanksgiving preview and then the last goal of course beating watertown which you had not done uh-huh. until uh, you know fifth time is a charm yep uh but boy what a bizarre start to that game <laughs> i have to say i don't think any of us well first of all i guess let's just back it all the way up here the watertown team did they showed up a little bit they were talking about not wanting to be out in the elements i mean they waited till the very last yep. moment i think to arrive i don't um, know if that's, that's- that's their thing. They do that every year. They warm up over when they're playing at our house. They warm up over at Victory, and then they right. hop on the bus, and they come over here. I don't know um, if I quite remember them. I mean, I this was well, my third Thanksgiving Day broadcast. My first I don't year, remember. My first year, um, I didn't know that they did that. And so we we had come out for the 10-15 start. Right. We were That's of, when the, that the field was, the was covered that with was the snow. snow yeah, we were right. kind of standing there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> waiting for these guys to show up. And, you know, I'm my first year. I'm like, do we go back inside? Do we not go back inside? We've learned since then. Um, now, you know, we go out and we do our warm ups the way that we normally do. We're pretty unconcerned with what time they they're going to feel like showing up and uh, we'll go back into the house and stay warm. You know, we got our house there. So um, that's what we did. And, you know, we hop back into the house and we got a guy standing out in the fire escape waiting to see their buses show up. So once their buses show up, we know we can we can kind of start mobilizing to bring our guys out too. So, by the way, all the folks who work around that game, a uh, uh, big kudos to them. I'm sure you, oh, you shared it as well. Bringing out those space heaters, the heating lamps, you know, everything to you know, you know for both sides too. Yep, it wasn't a case sides, of uh, you know, everybody, keep it fair. everybody, <clears throat> everybody did such a fantastic job. I got to shout out uh, our superintendent, Mr. Phelan, um, and our athletic director, Jim Davis. I mean, Jim was up at Dick's the night the night before in New Hampshire, you know, buying. 60 baklavas and um you know long underwear pairs because there are a lot of kids who don't have cold gear for uh, okay a game so back like up a, a bo- how is a, a baklava bo- uh, headscarf keep... a baklava oh i thought the baklava was the greek pastry yeah i get those oh. mixed up oh, okay. sometimes 
I'm going, how not, is that going to keep He did not warm? buy a 70 green pastries. Let's back that up. Like, he bought, you know, 65 headscarves. You know, that might be. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thank you. I, I just didn't. I'm thinking to myself, how is that going to keep you warm? Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, the calories. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, so there's uh, a lot of kids who, you know, they, they have cold gear, most of them, but they don't have. That was unique. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. You know, so we had the gym was up with getting the long underwear, man, and, and, and getting the uh, the headscarves and gloves for kids who didn't, for whatever reason, have gloves that could sustain that. We dug the 1980 sideline parkas out of out of storage in the equipment room. <laughs> DPW hooked up the, wow. the turbo heaters and the heat mm. lamps. <clears throat> you know, it was it was a really uh, a full community effort to make sure that our kids were were safe. Um, and that the Watertown kids were safe too, and that we could play the game on the day that it was meant to be played on. I think that there were would have been a lot of people who were who were frustrated if we played that game on Wednesday night. Uh, I understand the concerns for sure, especially if it had to start at six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just not. Never mind. It's just I not the same. <clears throat> My years Sorry. at at Malden Catholic, yeah. I played a Thanksgiving Eve game. They yeah. play Wednesday night, and it's just not quite. Still a big deal, but it's just right. not quite the same. And, and so, a lot of schools did play Wednesday night, and, and yeah, yeah, I think they were probably feeling that, uh, particularly uh, after. Yeah, I'm sure. It, uh, or when they woke up the next morning and realized we're not playing we're not today. Playing. And you know, yeah. <clears throat> I can't speak for the players, but once the game got going, it really wasn't that bad. It didn't feel that bad, at least. So uh, once we started, well, well you're you're moving around. I yeah, mean, that's once certainly, we started yeah. trucking, I mean, it was cold. Don't get me wrong, but once we started trucking along, I mean, that's an adrenaline-filled game for coaches and players. So. Uh, I was I was warm. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> well, at least at least you were. I was going to say Joe and I. Uh, Joe Joe was hoping we could have remotely set up down uh, down in Florida. Well, I thought and, uh, Joe was going to wear shorts for that one. Yeah, He's no, no, guy. no chance. Of, nah, not that day. Believe me, he was. <laughs> uh, but you know, the one thing that was kind of uh, sadly missing because of the cold uh, temperatures was uh, Paul catching in the in the band. Uh, you yeah. know, missed that. I mean, that's, I did too. You too know, cold. It, yeah, no, and understood for safety reasons. I mean, a lot of bands didn't uh, show up to their Thanksgiving Day games. I don't games think any and, band uh, in the state played, man. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you're supposed to, like, put your lips to a trumpet. Oh, no, I, I totally you might, agree. You might not be taking your lips off of that trumpet. Right, right, <laughs> you exactly. You your lips to yeah. the trumpet. So we <laughs> yeah. were sad not to have them. I know they were sad not to play. Uh, that's a big day for them too, you know. And uh, right, culmination of a, of a great season, and yeah. uh, just it just adds to the whole atmosphere of Thanksgiving Day. It does. So we were it, sad. Uh, we were sad to miss them, um, but you know. Mother Nature, what can you do? Right, and so you talk about things that kind of uh, like threw us all off uh, off our you know game was the fact there's no band, and then the way the game started. Uh, so you guys, now you guys won the toss and deferred, right? Is that no? What? We won the toss and took the ball. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you took. Oh, right, you had the ball for. Oh, right, yeah, we, that, we that, won. That was the, leading we won into the my joke, right? The fact you did elect to receive, uh, which would have made sense, except the fact it took a little while before you you got to receive the ball. So, fact. so talk about this a little bit now. Joe and I were at least I speculated this. Do you think this is something, uh, you know, because I think of, you know, Watertown certainly for them had a down season. It was their first losing season in 10 years. Yep. So I'm wondering if Coach Kakachi is looking at this and trying to come up with some kind of, you know, trick or some wrinkle that he's going to do. Uh, because the other thing is, I, I don't believe uh, Kamara had been kicking regularly all year. Maybe he kicked in some games. I know in their, their last game, they had a different kid kicking. Yeah, he was hurt. Uh, oh, Kamara okay. was hurt the game before. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the f- – of the three onsides consecutively, um, I think the first one was a hard squib. Um, right, and, and again, that's under okay. So, but do you think this is something that Kakachi specifically fact, I, told I, him? I know the first one was a hard squib because we had you know two guys who were standing there holding the chains on the other side of the field, who will remain nameless, who okay. were you know reporting to me after the game about kind of what their intentions were with their special teams because yeah. they, they heard the conversations that the coaches were having. Um, so okay, so from from you know from their side, I mean, it probably that's a great strategy. It's freezing, you know. Reaction time might be a little slower to try to reach down and feel the ball. The ball is like a cement boulder, yep. And you know, so yeah, if you kick that thing as hard as you can and it hits off the other team, yeah, I mean, now it's a free ball. And it's you know, also an it's also a uh, return neutralizer. I mean, which is something that we employ, a lot of teams employ um, when you have somebody that you think is kind of dangerous back there and we've we've had good kick return year uh we've taken a couple to the house and we've had some good yeah. long 40 50 yard returns right so i think on the first one i mean i know on the first one that they were they were just squib squibbing hard uh bounced off somebody you know was a live ball um and they were able to recover it. the second one was intentional right they said oh that worked let's do that again yeah. and so you know we figured in the second one that they weren't going to do that twice in a row um so we didn't you know throw the hands team out um right 
And but then, then they saw it and said, yeah, hey, this is... And then the is, third one, we threw the hands team out. Okay, well, yeah, all right. So before that, uh, all right, so so they obviously, you know, on the first one, they get that fluky fumble play yep. where, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, and I said this during the broadcast, and obviously I was wrong, so I'm going to get corrected by you. <laughs> okay, I'm remembering a game, a playoff game from the 1970s with the Oakland Raiders, or maybe it wasn't a playoff game, but yeah. there was a play where the ball rolled forward into the end zone or something, or maybe it didn't even yeah. roll into the end zone, and one of the Raiders picked it up and scored a touchdown. And then the NFL put some kind of rule in that said you cannot advance a fumble. Uh, you, can't, you, can't score, you can't advance the ball into the end zone via fumble. So you can't fumble the ball into oh. the end zone offensively. Okay, so then, it's specifically the end zone where, yeah, of course, but this if you play happens at the up, 20. If you pick All right. the ball up outside of the end zone and run it in, yeah. um, okay. you're fine. And I also think you can't, you can't advance a – I'd have to check the rules again, and the rules are changing all the dang time. But yeah, I don't right. think that you can uh, convert a fourth – on a fumble advance either like you can't oh, okay. you can't be short of the for, first yeah. down marker and like oh sure cuz that would be purposefully it. fumble the ball forward and have somebody on your team right. on, on on it on the other cuz that's the, the exact market. reason you'd be doing that because you didn't make right. it and the only way you can is to cheat yeah i mean so like <laughs> after so. that first one i mean even okay. again like you know we were saying on the first one like okay we're not excited about the fact that we didn't recover the squib um, right. But then, you know, I'm telling my defenses to coming off. Guys, what are you going to do, man? I mean, we played right. good defense. We forced the ball out. Thing popped out of there, you know, and they got a great bounce on it. And Kamara was yeah. able to pick it up and scoop and score. I mean, it was offense by. Well, action. he didn't quite score. He got to like the inside the five. You're talking about the second one, right? The, the, oh no, no you're talking. I'm sorry. You're, oh, you're talking first, about the fumble. The, first, the fumble after right. the first okay. onside. Yeah, so that was, like okay. I said, that was just a freaky play, and it bounced into the hands of the one guy you didn't want it to bounce into yep. the hands of. And you know, there's nothing you can do lane. about that. Right. You know, I know that they were real excited over on their sideline. Um, we were kind of remarkably like, and this persisted throughout all three of them. Um, yeah. You know, we stayed really level on it. Um, and then the second one, we didn't okay. have the hands team out. You know, the second kickoff, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so kickoff number take two. All right. Uh, again, hands team not out there. So, again, it took kind of a funny ricochet. And in this case, it came right back to Kamara, who had yep. kicked it. Yep. And, and then he, he runs it all the way down to, like, the five-yard line. Picked it up, took it down the far sideline, our sideline, um, yeah. inside the five. You know, and, again, we're we're frustrated. Right. Moments later, they score. They score. It's not like we're it's not like we're not frustrated by that. But again, pulling the defense over, pulling the specials unit over, kind of saying, right. But you actually, after the second time, you called a timeout, which I said at the yeah. time was a very smart move on your part because I think at that point. You know, you, you got to get everyone recomposed again. Like, yeah, you have to pretend, okay, like, those two things didn't just – those two plays or the, you know, the kickoffs, the two touchdowns didn't happen. We didn't so we didn't kinda... look, we didn't look at it like that even, to be honest. I mean, the timeout, well, we needed to compose ourselves. But, you know, right. well, I think what I said in, like, the postgame quote is what I said there. Which is what I'm – look. yeah, you, know? you said you were telling them uh, – reading the, the recap that was uh, written in Wicked Local, uh, I'm, you, you were telling your guys that Watertown must feel they have to resort to – trick plays to beat us, yeah. which goes back to my original premise that Kakachi, given the, the the elements and everything, decided he cooked up. Yeah, this, I mean, uh, we we had to strategy. we had to t we had to take that and turn that into something that was positive for us, you know, <laughs> which is not an easy thing to do. And I give a lot of credit to our kids um, for being resilient enough to do that. But I mean, that's exactly what we said, you know, guys. They need to do that. They feel they must feel that this is what they need to do to win the game. So. Uh, let's just get the ball back for the offense, you know, right. and get the offense on the field, and then we'll we'll see what's up. And so that leads us to kickoff 3.0. Yep. <laughs> and at first, the, the version one, because there was actually two versions of this one, the one where they, they you know, the referee said, wait a minute, no, no, but nobody's ready. Yeah, Everyone the, just kind of muddle huddled. Was, right, they all huddled, and, like, were running up fast and, uh, and, and rolled the ball, you know, practically yep. it was like a short roll, and, of course, they waved that play off. That was, uh, it was, the ball was not whistled set for play. Okay. So they muddled, they muddle kicked it before the ball was whistled set for play. We recovered that, and then a sophomore knocked it out of Narek Stepani and recovered it. And then a, a young sophomore on the front line came in. Right, and I think I just smacked what I, him. Yeah, and the ball popped back out. Um, and they recovered it, but then we got the penalty, and they had to re-kick. Right. Well, there was no it. penalty because well, they no, re-kicked from the same spot. So now, okay, so now this is uh, kickoff three, version two. Uh, so <laughs> take four overall. Yeah, so technically <laughs> it was four onside recoveries right. in a row. Now, so um, this one now, I mean, uh, I'll give Kamara credit, someone who doesn't kick all the time, uh, particularly, and, and he's been battling injuries this year too. I mean, he's normally their running back. So he gets under, and boy, I mean, Hampton Trout must have went, hey, that's a good kick. Yeah, he had <laughs> I mean, a nice little, like, nice, uh, nice little pop kick. We were – 
ready for that. We were in position to recover it. But you didn't have your guy call for a fair catch. Now, we I could mean, have, he, correct? He didn't call for a fair okay, catch. Okay, but he I could have. I would say that it's that we didn't have him did call I, for No, a did fair I catch. get that rule right, though? He could have yeah, called. Yeah, he's supposed to call for No a one fair thinks catch. about calling for fair catches on kickoffs because why would you? That's a young, right, that's a young yes. wide receiver, man. That's a young, uh, that's a young wide out. Sorry, I need to save face here. I'm one for two. I blew the fumble play, but at least no, I, but I got the no, kickoff one No, you got the kickoff one right. Okay. That's just a young wideout, man. That's a sophomore yeah. wideout no, in know, a big right? game, in a tough game. Those things are hard to catch. He just didn't call a fair catch, and then he took contact right. as soon as he touched the ball. Sure. The ball I mean, they timed uh, – Watertown times it perfectly, and right, the ball yep. pops loose again. Then they uh, – And then one play, just a little loft pass. Uh, play action pass on a cold day over the top. Mm. Caught our safety sleeping, biting up on a run action. Um touchdown right 20 so nothing. then right 20 nothing uh, uh we had uh, we had played 133 <sighs> seconds like seven seven minutes and 30 seconds left in the game yeah or left in the quarter no no quarter. there was 847 left in the quarter in 213 the quarter, had ex- really? right yeah 213 had expired that's 133 seconds for all you math whizzes who can wow. convert uh, there so now we go to uh and of course uh, this time you know i know at this point joe just keeps going i can't i've never seen this in all my yeah. years i had it either i was trying to kind of at this point just go like i don't know that felt like it was kind of a blur to me what it just happened going did this really happen three times it, i mean i'm was, sure how you must have been feeling something pretty it happened really really fast um it did i was <laughs> i think my coaches will attest to this like speaking for myself i was remarkably calm um i had a moment with my special teams coach um mm-hmm. Scott, yeah, Coach Juicy and I, right? they, they caught us on a – they got a picture of it or at some point in time we were having a very frank conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took it on the chin. He's a good kid and he's a hard-working coach, and that's a really tough position to be in, so I don't envy him. Um, we pulled a bunch of our younger guys off of the hands yeah. unit, put a bunch of starters out there. Rakai Joseph caught the, the obviously right the fourth, fifth onside. Yep, pop receiving kick. the Bronx cheer in the process. Yeah, we got you know. Well, you know, it's like I love it. The sarcastic. Hey, they finally got the ball to the offense. You know, Joe and I um, were saying this on the broadcast too. You know, all the Marauders have to do is if they can successfully field the kick, they'll be okay. And yep. boy, you guys were better than okay from that point forward. Uh, two plays later, uh, Rakai's breaking tackles for a sixty-one yard run. Uh, yep. You know, we talk about. I mean, you know, so here we. Are are three minutes nine seconds into the game in a game where there were eight touchdowns if you arrived to the game late and you would have had good reason because you were trying to stay yeah, warm right so you, you you show up you know uh you know three minutes in and you missed half the touchdowns yep. for the game they, yeah. were, they were scored in, in the first three minutes uh talk uh, about uh rakai's uh, touchdown there to, to start uh, that kinda, first you know again and we, getting it that early too after the the, the 20 points for for watertown i think just you know, yeah. it, it was almost better that than maybe a long drive because it's like at that point you just needed something good to happen like immediately. Or Again, we were soon. really confident in our offense's ability to execute against them this year. You know, so we we really did feel that once we got our, you know, all of that stuff. That's the 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 downside to it all happening so quickly is that it happened so quickly. The upside to it happening so quickly is that there were you know three three plus quarters still remaining in that football game. We didn't have to freak out and we didn't have to go into auxiliary packages or quick score package or anything like that you know i just went up to alex and said let's run the offense man i mean we we had a plan going in for what it was that we wanted to do against their defense let's not change that because they went up three scores on three onside kicks with a fluke fumble and a play action big play and whatever else um so you know we ran a a, a inside tackle run to the far sideline and gained four yards and then we ran a uh, inside tackle run to the to the left side and Rakai uh, found a hole and then broke a couple tackles and you know I think for us as soon as that happened um, I remember at one point I heard Ryan Hoffman down the sideline kind of saying something all we need is one touchdown we get one touchdown and it's over you know and and we kind of felt kind of that, uh, going back to like Kevin Millar from 2004 yeah. down 03 to the Yankees you let him get 3 but oh, just give us one give we'll, us one you know and, and that and, that's kind of yeah, yeah same so thing. that he was a, that was a big run you know and it was a statement run you know mm. i really think it was a statement run and you kind of saw at that moment i think in a lot of their guys and maybe even on their sideline a little bit of kind of uh-oh moment like that you know this team has a couple of stables of really good backs and uh, they just got a dose of one of them. So um, that was a big run. Yeah, well, 309 into the game. I mean, I'm saying two things are very apparent at this point. First of all, nobody really wants to feel the kickoff on a day like this. Uh, it's tough, especially if it's going to be like drilled at your shins. And, and then second, 
uh, you know, we saw it on Rakai's touchdown run there. Uh, nobody really for Watertown wanted to make a tackle. And that's something else when you're, you're playing in those kind of cold conditions and you're, you know, you're facing a big running back. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a little it's more of a challenge to want to go up and and make the tackle of that guy. Yeah. It's a lot easier to just kind of like give a half hearted attempt, yeah. which, which it kind of looked like some of the Watertown players might have been doing. I mean, Rakai's a strong kid. He's don't a tough me. kid to he tackle, he's, man. Uh, he, he, he's got a really good forward lean. He, he plays with his hands really well. He keeps his feet moving really well. Um, you know, he, if you're not getting a good rap on that guy and, and running your feet through the contact point, he's, he's busting out of that thing. Um, and, and kills too, man. I mean, we got two backs who have some really great forward lean, so it's not the first time all season we've seen Rakai run out of one or two or three tackles on his way to the end zone. And talk about your, your two-headed running back monster, like saving the best for last. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving Day, they combined to carry the ball 25 times for 300 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. Let's circle back to that. At what point did you know that you were not going to pass the ball on this day? Was it was it the weather? Did you go in with the specific game plan? Because you know you have two really good running backs. Uh, you know, not to mention Avery Arno, who also ran for a couple touchdowns. And, yep. you know, so as a team, you ran for somewhere between 350, 400 yards. I know you don't have all the official stats quite compiled yet. But, uh, but you know, you guys had a huge day running the ball, and you did not attempt to pass once with, with Avery. We did um, So what was uh, – but, did, like, when did you know that you were – that was going to be the plan, that we weren't going to pass? Uh, um, did you know, like, days before? No. Hours? We had an air attack package in there. I mean, we had our, our full offensive package in there. We knew with the weather that, and especially with the wind, um, that even if we did throw the ball, it was going to be mostly our quick game package and short stuff. We weren't really going to try to put the ball downfield in the air too much because that wind was, was gusting pretty good. And, you know, Watertown threw a deep one outside of the Kamara touchdown. They threw one other deep ball um that was almost picked off i mean it, it just hung up there in the wind and edwards came back on it and almost picked it off um we weren't stacking negative plays in the run game <laughs> at all that, you know, that we was had, very we had true one yeah. neg we had one negative play was on a ta a quick pitch out of the spread set on our second drive we ended up punting and we saw the overload blitz and i tried to call a timeout and the side judge didn't give it to me i was calling the timeout the 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 my OC was calling a timeout, even the running backs coach, who all of those guys, you know, myself and the coordinator are supposed to be the only guys calling them. But, you know, he didn't for whatever reason, he didn't hear us and he didn't give us the timeout. We lost like six yards on a on a quick pitch that we we saw was not going to work and we couldn't get our timeout. That took us out of a drive. That was the only time that the run game lost yards um, throughout the course of the game. You know, so we just kind of kept saying they can't stop it. So let's just keep doing it. And, of course, aside from the great running backs that you have, uh, you can't run for that many yards if the offensive line isn't doing their job. And, boy, they did yeoman work they uh, did. on Turkey Day. You uh, want to talk the front about five, man, had a great – they had a great day. You know, um, before the game, we knew we knew it was going to be a run-heavy day because of the weather. You know, so we said that in the – you know, the receivers knew it, the quarterback knew it, and, again, it speaks to this team. This is not a team who really cares – about who the hero is on any given day or who's getting the ball or who's got the stats or who's got the totals. I mean, Arno was 40 yards away from 1,000 yards, you know? And and he want I'm sure he wanted a thousand. I think yards. we joked about that at one point yeah. during the. And I, I at some point I think I said I even said it's not happening today. Nope. Not the way this game was playing out. I mean, I if you feel. look at that kid and yeah. you ask him, hey Avery, what would you rather have, a thousand yards or a turkey day win? Mm -hmm. He's going to be like, I want oh. a turkey day win. You know, we already know the answer to that based on how many times we've had this. Uh, exactly, these right. questions so, come up during the um, season. We kind of gassed the O line up before we went out there, you know, and said, boys, you know, we're going to win this game and we're going to do it on your backs. You know, these running backs are going to be running behind you. And, and uh, those front five, man, they really did a great job. Tough day to be an O lineman, uh, but I thought they did a, a fantastic job of imposing their will, you know, and moving the line of scrimmage and creating good holes for their running backs. And the receiver blocking off the edge was great. It was one of our best receiver blocking days. Um, Hubsy and Delhome and, and Edwards, all of them, you know, on a day where they weren't getting to catch the ball, um, really contributed to our, our offensive success, you know. So it was a really good run blocking day um, all around. And, and, you know, to quote a Bob Almeida line, there's, there's two types of people in this world, those who can drive block and those who can't. Um, you know, so <laughs> that kind of simplifies it, yeah, doesn't we it? Were, we were really excited that we were able to get that level of push, and that contributed to us feeling confident in the run game and just, 
sticking with it. Yeah, your old lineman. I don't think we're bothered by the uh, the cold either. Because if I remember, I don't remember them necessarily wearing like long sleeves out there. I think they were wearing their normal. Yeah, most like, of them yeah. were sleeved up with like a uh, you know Under Armour sleeve or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but you know, once you get out there, man, and if you're playing, adrenaline's kicking and it, it it'll carry you a long way. Yeah, and uh, talk a little bit about Hampton Trout. I think this was was it after the second touchdown that you know after what we had seen at the beginning of the game with the squib kicks. Hampton says, and then the interesting part is at that point I think it might have been the second quarter because you guys were now kicking yep. left to right, which was the same direction Watertown had kicked in to start the game. Yeah. All those kicks. So I don't know based on the wind or whatever. Was that a planned idea for Hampton, or or did uh, Coach Juicy like talk to Hampton about that? Before? No, we were we were, were we were squibbing it. Uh, we wanted to neutralize return too, um, mm-hmm. and let our you know again we were pretty confident in our defense's ability to be successful against this team, you know. So we didn't you know we wanted to neutralize big plays. Special teams is a place where you can kind of see that. Because um, aside from you guys running the ball, the second most successful play on the field that day is the the left to right squib kick, which yeah. uh, you know the kicking team is recovering every time. Yeah, that was that was a, that was an <laughs> offensive weapon. You know, who knew? Um, you know, so we went out there with the intention of just giving a good hard squib and trying to get into the second or third level. Um, somebody on the front line just kind of turned to get into his return drop, and it hit him right in the butt and uh, <laughs> bounced back towards us, and we were able to fall on it. And Mark Sanchez uh, eat your heart out the yeah, uh, the, well, the, the hey, butt the butt know, kick or we'll, the kick. <laughs> we'll take it. Return. You know, I mean, we can we can. I, I was I was a little ornery that game. I really wanted that one, and I think I. It's like we could squib kick too, or said something. Yeah, right. Like okay, there, all you right, know, fair um, enough. So we were, we were, we were excited to be able to do that and get that that back. And I think that that was really a play that, like, whatever momentum they had after the three onsides, mm-hmm. even though they still had the lead at that point, um, whatever momentum they had after that onside recovery, I think was neutralized, and we were back to back to level. Yeah, well, and, of course, the score was back to level at uh, halftime. You guys had uh, come back to tie it. Uh, what, what did you what you say to the team uh, during the halftime? Yeah, I mean, point? you know, we once we once we got once we got the game back to reset uh, and we knew we had 22 minutes to play, I mean, we got a great run by Avery on fourth down for that. I think that was the tying touchdown. I, I think, yes, yeah, I think was it the, was. That was yeah. the third uh, Avery Arno touchdown. Yeah. Um, like the second time we'd been in spread, yeah, spread tw- a twenty-six yard run on fourth and two, yeah, yep. and I, that's the right. that was a great run. I was really excited about that because it was fourth and two, so probably everybody thought we were going to pack it up. And actually, that was the second. That was the one. That was the second to touchdown. Yeah, okay. cut in twenty thirteen. I love that touchdown. But that, that that's when you did the the squib kick and you recovered. Yeah, after and, Avery's uh, t- yep after right. Avery's touchdown, that was on a little quarterback power run out of out of quads, um, mm. fourth and two. Didn't go with the big set, put four receivers on the field. Oh, I remember that. That was such a strange-looking play. I'm thinking, okay, could they pass here maybe? Nope. No, of course not. Quarterback try. I uh, kind of had a I had a half feeling. I was going, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like 51-49. It was a well-executed play. Watch the draw here. Yeah, we got a, we got a good kick-out block by, by Tuna, by Toro. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good. you had Watertown. I mean, you would think at that point Watertown's got to be expecting some kind of run. They see that formation, it might throw them off. But they, you would think they'd almost default to say, well, the only running back left out there is the QB. Yeah, I and mean, you should probably. It happens, I mean, you it still happens pretty for, quick. Yeah. I mean, all of that recognition happens pretty quick. We could be throwing the ball out of that set. You got to respect the four receivers so you get a mm. little bit of space. And Avery was able to run through a tackle at the second level on his way to the end zone. And, and um, yeah, and then, you know, able to tie it up. Um, going into halftime and you know once we got into the into the room we just kind of said you know we gotta we gotta keep doing what we're doing um there's no there's no magic recipe here you know uh we knew that they were going to get the ball to start the third quarter so we were kind of focused on you know defensively this has to be a great series for us and we got to go out there and we got to get a stop um and get the ball back for our offense and we kind of felt that if we were able to go out there in the third quarter get a stop get the ball back score um, that we were in a real good position to take control of the game the rest of the way because we felt they might have to get out of what they were trying to do a little bit to to score fast. Right, um, and that was the Arno uh, quarterback sneak, uh, giving you guys the lead. I mean, really, the only thing after the, the three kickoffs at the beginning of the four or whatever, the multiple kickoffs to start the game, other than that, the only other thing you, I think you guys really did wrong was you had that fumble in the fourth quarter, which, you yeah. know, at that point, I think it was still a one-score game. It so, was. Yeah, so, I mean, and at that point, like you had said to yourself, like on the sideline, what you just said now is at that point, you really felt like all the momentum had gone in your direction. It yeah, was on your that, side was a, and, that was a tough fumble. Um, that's obviously not something you want to do at that stage of the game and definitely gave Watertown a, an opportunity. 
you know, to kind of come back and reassert themselves in that game um, was really proud of our defense. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'm glad you said that because I, I do want to get to the defense. I mean, they had to pitch a shutout for the last 41 yeah. minutes, and they did. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you could – well, I mean, yes. they. I mean, at that from after the first three minutes, I mean, they – you know they they were just yeah i mean we nails. we we were really excited about <laughs> our defense against their offense this year you know um and as, <laughs> defense they balled out man i mean the first touchdown they allowed was a fumble that was run back the second touchdown they allowed the kick advanced the ball to the 5 and the third touch the third one's on them right the third yeah. touchdown was a bite up on a play action pass so like in my weird defensive coordinator mind i'm like well we allowed one touchdown yeah. uh, the defense allowed one touchdown right sure. one. Oh, there was only like one really bad play where the defense yeah. broke down you know, and didn't do it well what they also need. that they had a bunch of yeah. yards to gain in order to get to the end zone you know yeah. i mean any situation really where they had to drive a field or drive 50 60 70 yards you know, I think at one point, like, we went for it on a fourth down. I think you guys were like, why is he going for it? Because I, I, I knew that our defense was stout against this team, you know, and that gives you confidence in offensive situations on fourth and shorts, you know, to say, like, I don't have to play the game of field position here. I want to try to keep my offense on the field. I want to try to get more points. I know my defense can stop this team. Um, and so I give our defense just a ton of credit, man. Uh, they were a hard-tackling defense. The defensive line was all over the place. Uh, interior linebackers in, in Harris and Santoro and Pereira um, all had a really good good day tackling. Uh, a couple of their plays that are a little bit read optiony, where you got to stick with your responsibilities and anticipate where the ball is going. I thought they did a really good job, um, and I think we we were dominant up front. You know, I think the the four guys with their hand in the dirt. You know, same thing that happened on the offensive side of the ball was happening for us on the defensive side of the ball. They were able to reestablish and reassert themselves on the other side of the line of scrimmage, um, cause some troubles, get some good tackles for a loss, get a couple sacks when they were trying to throw the ball. Um, it was a good day for our defense. Yeah, well, uh, so anything special you'd care to disclose that you said to the guys uh, right after uh, that, that very satisfying win? Oh, man, um, it's kind of a blur, um, you know, who got the? Uh, did, was it like everyone got the game ball? Yeah, we didn't do the a, game ball. Oh. Um, I got, I got doused. Somebody doused. Oh, that yeah, that was on the field. I that saw was that. Brutal. Yeah. Oh <laughs> was God. it? Yeah, my okay. my pants froze immediately as soon as it like literally froze. <laughs> really? It was brutal. <laughs> and then of course when you got in the house, they melted. Um, no man, we had we had a lot of alumni there from my five years. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, obviously because it's Turkey Day, and um, we brought them all into the house. It was packed. All the alumni over the last five years, I mean, the house was completely full, um, you know, because it was their win, too, you know. And they were, you know, the guys. Watertown obviously has won that game, had won that game for six consecutive years. Um, so there were guys in there who had never beaten Watertown on Thanksgiving Day. Um, and, and that happens because Turkey Day games often work in batches. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where you you get a batch of wins and then a batch of wins and then a batch well, of wins. Well, yeah, I mean, prior to the six-game Watertown winning streak, there was a seven-game Belmont yeah, winning streak. Which people so, forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we had been close in some of those previous years, right? I mean, not last year, but two years before that, we were driving to tie and we mm -hmm. threw a pick. And the year before that was the one we've talked about before. We had won on a Mackay toss that got called back on a hold. Uh, we ended up losing on the Keneally field goal. Um, so there were a lot of guys in that group who had been right there, you know, and just come up short. Um, it was really gratifying to bring all of them in. And we talk a lot about we talk a lot about legacy and, and, and about being men of character and how it is that we carry ourselves and how it is that we com you know comport ourselves um, and our attitude towards football, which is first and foremost that football is impermanent, you know, um, at some point in time, all of us stop playing this game. At some point in time, all of us, you know, walk away from it. We hang it up, and, and we don't get to play anymore. Uh, the thing that's permanent is is the love, you know, and, and who we are as men. Um, I'm really proud of the guys that I have coming back into the house and what it is that they're doing with their lives, you know, and who it is that, that they are. You know, one of our first, my first captains, Nick Ryan, is graduating from West Point. You know, and is is this this uh, this spring, you know, and is 
heading into the service. You know, we've got guys who are looking. Uh, should shout out there. Army uh, won this year. Army they, won, they won this the game year. over Army Navy, Navy. Uh, yesterday. So um, yeah, I'm sure he I'm was sure very happy. He and his dad, <laughs> who's also a, a, a Army officer, were very happy. Um, you know, to see these guys who are doing such great things with their lives, kind of take the time to come back and be a part of our family and remain a part of our family, man. There wasn't any, like, in, I can't remember any individual special message outside of, like, this is what we teach. This is what we preach. This is what we're here for, you know, is, is a moment like this. Um, and we had had our Legacy Day tradition the day before, which is hands down, for me, the most powerful moment um, of the year. And we don't share what, what gets talked about in there, but I'll just say that we have some kids who are tremendously strong and tremendously resilient and have seen some things in their lives that, that people would not anticipate. Um, but the love that this football family has for each other and, and the desire that we have to push one another to be not just good football players but good men, that's the thing that I'm most proud of. Um, I could go 0-11 as long as we're doing that. And as far as I'm concerned, there there <laughs> there are two types of coaches, man. They're high school football coaches. They're the guys who are out there like we all want to win. Don't get me wrong. Well, there, there's guys who coach drive blocking and those who yeah, don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean I no, think no, that there are, there are guys that there are guys who are sustained by wins and there are yeah. guys who are sustained by growth. Um, we all have to make a decision as coaches as to which one of those two we want to be. Are we going to be sustained by victory, um, or are we going to be sustained by by hum, human growth and human potential? Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that me and my staff and my kids are, are, are the latter. Um, I'm really humbled by their acceptance and, and, and implementation of all of that stuff. And I think at the end of the day, it's something that when you truly buy into it, makes you makes you stronger as a football team. Um, I don't think we win the games that we win this year if that's not who we are as a family. Um, if we were just sustained by victory, there's a lot that we would have lost this year that we didn't. Um, so I was really proud of that. Well, coach, the way you've described it, 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 it just sounds like the, you know, obviously the, the day before the game and then uh, the game and then following the game itself. I mean, in a lot of ways, that's a culmination of your, your five years of coaching here, your, your work, your efforts, the, the coaching staff, of course, and then all the players who've, uh, who you've coached uh, over that time. So it's going to be, <laughs> I, I need to find a way to ask this next question from, from this year's team. <laughs> Are there any other memorable moments? Because I obviously I know Thanksgiving had to be extremely memorable. Maybe your top memory of what you'll remember most about this season. But were there any other special memories as we kind of now look back at the the course of, of the full season? Um, yeah, man. I mean, there's a ton. Uh, beating Milton was was huge, right? That was just a really a really cool. Um, a really cool experience. And the players who, when we had them on for the Thanksgiving preview, seemed to share in that uh, yeah, sentiment. Yeah, uh, that, that was a big one, man. We hadn't come out of the gate with a win since I'd been here. Milton was a really good football program and a ranked team, you know, so to come out and get that win in the fashion that we did get it uh, in a hard-fought football game was a really uh, special one. Um, then to follow that up, I mean, the Framingham week was <laughs> – that was a special week. Um, and I, before we walked out, there was a – young Framingham alum who was in the stands who had been part of the team the previous year who was um, kind of barking down at myself and Coach Avery as we were waiting to go out onto the field. They were pretty confident in their ability to beat us. They let us know that. Um, we were, you know, pretty calm and level and just like, yep, okay, well, enjoy the game, buddy, and uh, off we went. So to get that one, make it two in a row. Um, I was really proud of how it is that we responded after Woburn. Uh, will always be a memory that Reading game. Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a victory, um, but man, did it kind of show me who I had. It really did. That game for me is the game that I kind of went. Man, I got a special squad here. I don't know what our final record is going to be, but these guys are a really special group of guys to come back after laying an egg against against the Tanners and to put together a great game against against Reading and fight take the lead at one point. You know, I have to agree with you on that one, Coach. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, broadcast that game but I made the trip out there to kind of do a little scouting knowing we were going to be doing I think the following week's game so I kind of wanted to see and you're right I mean I had mentioned this too on the Thanksgiving preview that uh, you know to me right being down 21-3 coming all the way back having the lead uh, 
and then losing the lead, but then coming back strong at the end to to close the gap and, and kind of give you put yourself in position to to tie or win that game, uh, yeah. you know, on the last the last play or last series. So I mean, yeah, that was I mean, that was a big one against the right against the Reading team the, like in the past against a good team, but a, right, still I mean, a good team. Yeah, um, that's. And then one last one for me, man, is is a really personal one. You know, I had some bad family health news over the course of this season, and I I, I actually got it on the practice field. Uh, I was waiting to hear some stuff back from members of my family about test results, so I had my my uh, my phone on me, and uh, which is I generally don't, and um, I got a you know a tough call while I was on the practice field, and um, you know my family really picked me up. And that was, uh, I'll remember that. You're talking about your football family, right? Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. My so. football family really picked me up, yeah. you know, and um, you really let me get back to work that day and, and live in that. I came back in, there was a big poster, and, uh, mm. you know, the guys kind of all came up and told me that they were here for me, and, and mm. that really meant a lot. So that'll that'll stick around for a while, too. Sure. Well, I mean, I know your, your coaching staff, you had a little bit of a realignment this year, and... Uh, but you know, from everything, you know, from all of our weekly conversations, it, it felt like uh, they were a very, uh, you were a very tight knit group. Uh, like you said, <laughs> literally family, uh, and uh, so not really, I guess, a surprise that they yeah, were, were there man. for you in that, My coaches, that moment. I'm really blessed, you know, not to keep going on, but I'm I'm really really blessed to have those guys this year. Um, it's okay. It's the holiday season. It's a time to be blessed yeah, and give thanks, and, give thanks and all that. that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just very, very thankful, man. I'm very, very thankful to have had those guys in my corner this year. Um, and they did a ton of great work for me. Uh, but most importantly, they did a ton of great work um, for our kids, you know. And it's just so much that I think a lot of people don't don't see, you know, in terms of not just the hours, but just the amount of emotional output that these guys have to put into what they do. Um, I'm really, really proud of them. We had a bunch of guys who grew up a lot over the course of this season as coaches um, and a couple of new guys who were kind of getting their first taste into, you know, what high school coaching looks like and uh, hopefully, you know, what high school coaching in an organized program looks like. And um, I'm really proud of them. We got some we got some, some growth to have happen. Um, hopefully I get to have as many of those guys back next year as I can. Life is Life is a crazy thing, so we'll see going forward um it's always kind of a fluid situation it's my least favorite part of the job is staffing um i'd rather just you know grab four or five four or five guys and say y'all are that's it let's do this for thir- <laughs> let's do this for 30 years and call it a day you know but right. um it's not how life works so no, guys have aspirations and life takes us in different directions so um i'm just really lucky to have had the crew that i had this year and um i won't forget this group for for a while yeah and uh well, we won't forget it either. I mean, I, I think there there's uh, there was a, a genuine excitement. I think building even uh, here in town, and and the fans showed up. You had great support from uh, from all the fans this year. Uh, certainly, oh, I'll give great. a big shout out to Jeremy uh, Meserve of BHS Sports TV for for their coverage, and I got to be a small part of that. Uh, Joe Habelow, my my on air broadcast partner, and uh, you guys uh, are great. Some, you know, and, uh, and and all the other folks uh, who've helped out uh, over the course of the season. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun and uh you know as you say you know you, you, the students were coming back that student section was really rocking yeah, it for the was home games it and, was man and harris you know. was good to us this year you know yeah that's we right had a bunch of we had a bunch of wins at harris i mean milton was at harris winchester you had just the one harris. loss right i think you were you think you finished six and one at home or five, five and one five, five and, and one, one. yeah maybe that, four and one no i think five turkey day burlington winchester milton oh okay and then we lost arlington right yeah which was a winnable game too. Oh my so uh, let's not talk about which that. I know, right? That would have been that would have been the six and five and the winning record. Yep. All three goals would you would have gone three for three. Well, yeah. but hey, now you got now you got a reason. You got something to strive for next year. <laughs> you gotta go three Always for, positive, Todd. That's always why gotta I love go you. three for three. Well, yeah, you know, it is the holiday season. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask do you have a favorite holiday song at all or anything? Uh, oh man. Um <laughs> I'm a big chestnuts roasting on an open fire guy. Oh, it's a traditional Christmas song from uh, from Nat King Cole, huh? Yeah, I mean, a, that is the only version too. We I, really I'm can't, a uh, I'm a big fan of that. I think yeah. does Mel Torme sing one of those too? No, it's actually like, he does. No, he does the Christmas song. I yeah. think he and Nat King Cole right around the same time did it. Uh, we had a, a, a friend of mine. Her business was had its grand opening at the 
down in the North End last night, and um, so we were all down there for that. And a, a, another buddy of mine and and uh, and I were the musical entertainment, and so we were that was in the repertoire last night. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. That's a good one. There you go. It is it is a classic. Uh, so I guess we but uh, probably uh, can't uh, think of a better point. A big to, thank uh, you what? to you too, Todd. And, yeah, and, and and to Joe and and Jeremy and everybody here at BMC for everything that you guys have done to support. Marauder football, man, it's it's really a big part of what it is that we're doing to try to build the profile of this program, both in our community and outside of it. So I'm just I'm wicked appreciative of everything you guys do. You donate a heck of a lot of time to to kind of cover high school sports and and give us a platform. And it's uh, we're really lucky to have you guys. So happy holidays. Yeah, well, right back at you, Coach. I, you know, thank you for again year three of our uh, weekly Toddcasts. I've been uh, enjoying them immensely and uh, added something to it. <laughs> Here we go. Well, we'll take you right out on this. Working uh, on the fly. I love it. I, I guess so, yes. Uh, uh, we didn't get any cues for Q this year, unfortunately, but, uh, that's again, that's a goal it's we're going to strive for. It, we're going to strive for that, too. Uh, don't forget, links to all our weekly interviews with Coach Q are posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Become a fan by searching Time Out for Sports Talk. Our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. Uh, Marauder Football, of course, at Marauder F-Ball. Coach, you can uh, tweet him at, at Q underscore Coach. So until next year, for Coach Q, I am Todd Blunier saying uh, thank you for a a great season. Thanks for checking out uh, the TOSD Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep.